Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the Gospel for this weekend, Jesus gives us that beautiful image that He is the Good Shepherd. Now you see this throughout sacred scripture, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament. I'll give you some examples. Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. In verdant pastures He gives me repose. Or Psalm 76, The Lord will shepherd by the hand of Moses and Aaron us to the promised land. Now you see that throughout sacred scripture, God is always referring to himself as the good shepherd, always leading us to safety, always leading us to the virtuous and holy life, and ultimately leading us to salvation, the promised land of heaven. Now, against that background, listen to the gospel. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own, sees a wolf coming, and he leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. Well, here Jesus is acting as a person. We see the embodiment of God. So often people make the mistake of seeing God as this spiritual person, a spiritual figure, appearing here and there and everywhere. Well, no. God is embodied by Jesus Christ, and he's doing something. He's shepherding or leading us. And so it begs the question, what makes Jesus a good shepherd? I think there are two characteristics that make him a good shepherd. I want to explore them. The first quality or characteristic that makes Jesus a good shepherd is that he lays down his life for us. Jesus is a shepherd so devoted to us that he's willing to sacrifice himself for us. Now, at first we say, well, that sounds very pious. But we say, yes, a shepherd should protect the sheep from predators. But when you stop and think, should the person really lay down their life for animals? Think of it. A pack of wolves descends upon some sheep. Now, the shepherd fights off the wolves to the best of his ability, but then the wolves turn on the shepherd. And now he must save himself. Well, the shepherd has done all he can to protect the sheep. And in the interest of self-preservation, most of us would say it would be okay for him to run off. The idea of a shepherd laying his life down for these animals sounds odd. Now, we can grasp and understand a mother or a father laying down their life for their children. Sure, we can understand that. Or maybe a soldier laying down their life for their comrades or for their country. But for a shepherd to lay down their life for animals? But this is exactly what Jesus is talking about. We'll take it a step further. There's a big difference between us and animals and these sheep. We are human beings. The sheep are animals. 
we have a will and an intellect and a soul. So there's a big difference between human beings and animals. And because of that difference, most of us would say, well, we really wouldn't lay down our lives for these animals and sacrifice ourselves. Now stay with that analogy. Now think about us and God. There is a great, a fantastic difference between us and God. In fact, the difference is like an entire world away. God is infinite. He is divine. But we are finite creatures. We're human beings capable of sinning. And yet, despite that difference, God is still willing to lay down his life for us. That's what makes him a good shepherd. God is willing to die in order to save us. Now, when you stop and think, we should be astonished and amazed at that. Our God is one in which he is willing to die and has in order for us to be saved. And see, that's the first quality that makes Jesus a good shepherd. And yet, it's a radical quality when you think about it. It's not just a nice and friendly image, but it's also a dire image for us to pend. Our God is a God that will go to no lengths to save us. As Jesus once said, there is no greater love to the lay down your life for another. And he did. Now, the second quality or characteristic that makes Jesus a good shepherd is what he says next. I am the good shepherd. I know mine and mine know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And so, the second quality that makes Jesus a good shepherd is that he's attentive to our voices. He knows our voices. He recognizes our individual voices. As I've said many times, no one here is exactly the same. Each of us are different. We all have different DNA. We also have a different voice. And yet our good shepherd recognizes all our individual voices. He knows them. More to it, he's attentive to them and to listening to our voices always. Take it a step further. How many have you ever heard a sheep's voice? The first time I ever heard a sheep's voice was when I was studying as a seminarian in Israel. The sheep's voice has a very human quality to it. I'll never forget it was on the Mount of Olives. We were visiting there and studying, and there were some sheep grazing off in the field. And the first time I heard the sheep, I turned around, and it was a very distinctive quality. It sounded almost like a child especially a child's voice in distress. And so, God knows our voices, especially our individual voices. Often, often many think that God is some distant figure who doesn't really know us. He knows us maybe indirectly. He has concern for the human race, but he doesn't know us individually. Well, that's not the case. In fact, that's not the case at all with God. He is our good shepherd. He knows our voice, and he's able to pick our voice out of the crowd of many other different voices. Notice what Jesus says, I know mine, and mine know me. Jesus cries out to us, and we, as the sheep, hear his unique voice. It's a voice unlike any other. And there are many voices in our life. They come in different forms, whether it's our careers, our jobs, relationships, whether it's entertainment, wealth, honor, power, they're all voices calling out to us, but we know that one unique voice, the voice of God. And so we listen to it. 
Now, go back to my example as a seminarian in Israel. Now, in the afternoon, sometimes we would have some free time. So my friends and I would go out in the countryside just to watch how these shepherds handled their sheep. Well, when it came evening time, and what the shepherds would do is they would gather all their sheep and they would put them in a large pen. And they would all be mixed up with one another. And they would remain in that pen overnight for their own protection. Now, the one thing that we realized, these sheep were not branded or tagged. They had no markings to them. And so we went up to one of the shepherds and we said, you know, all these sheep are mixed up and they're not marked. How do you know what sheep is yours? And he said to us, come back in the morning. Well, we did just that. It was very interesting. At the very beginning, the first shepherd would come to the gate of the pen and he would start calling out, repeat it and repeat it. And after a while, you could see his sheep gradually made their way up to the gate of the pen. And then once he counted all the sheep were near the gate, he opened it up. And then he walked ahead of them. And the sheep followed him. And then they closed the gate. And then the second shepherd came up. He did the same thing. In this case, he sang a tune. And he kept singing that same tune. Again, his sheep recognized his voice. They gradually made their way up to the entrance of the pen. And then he opened the gate. And again, he started walking out ahead of them. Now, my friends and I, we stood shoulder to shoulder. We wanted to block the sheep and see what they would do. Well, the sheep never saw their shepherd, but they heard him. They heard that distinctive voice. And so they just walked right around us and they continued to follow their shepherd. The other thing that was interesting is that there are many shepherds calling out to their sheep. And yet the sheep always remained with their shepherd. Why? Because they heard that unique voice above all other voices. And I think this is what Jesus is getting at here in the gospel. Jesus is much more than an inspirational leader. He is a person, God, and he knows us intimately. And he's someone we can come to know ourselves. Every time we go to Mass, every time we pray, every time we share our time, our talent, and our treasure, we, you could say, are wired for God. We are made for God's voice. God's voice echoes to us in the life of the church. We hear it and we perk up. We, like sheep, also need to be led. Now, this is so countercultural. Our culture says what? It promotes autonomy, the self-driven spirit. You know, we set our own course. Well, spiritually speaking, that's a very false principle. We are made to be led and led by our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. One last thing to think about. Notice what Jesus says. I know mine just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Every time we hear the voice of our good shepherd, we participate in the life of the Holy Trinity. We hear the voice that is echoed between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we hear that voice and it leads us now and for all of eternity. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.